Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from New York, Joey. No chill, Prano. Hello, Andy. The same time zone. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah, here we are. I thought of, I, I like, I'm so used to being in different time zone one way or the other that I was like, oh, uh, I'm not going to be able to do this show on Thursday because by the time I get fly and then go to the Mets game and then get back to Gabby's place and then walk the dog and feed the dog or whatever, it's going to be nine o'clock is midnight Ruther time and forget it. And then I was like, Oh no, we're both going to be East coast time. Midnight Ruther time. Where am I living in the middle of the Atlantic ocean? Well, I'm saying when I'm in California and it's nine o'clock, true. It's midnight Ruther time. So I was like, let's do it Friday morning. But now tomorrow morning for all our golf balls out there, (laughs) I'm playing wing foot tomorrow morning. So uh, let's get it done tonight so we can go out on one of the great golf courses in America and maybe the world and embarrass myself, drink a whole bunch of Miller Lights. Well, we wouldn't expect anything less. Now you are running on empty, right? I really am. Did you get a nap in it all today? I did. I got a. I got a fifteen-minute nap in on the car ride home from the Mets game to Westchester. Uh, unfortunately, I was unable to sleep very much on the red eye flight last night. So, who are we flying? S- who are we flying last night? Flying JetBlue. Did you see Mike Tyson? Have you seen the Mike Tyson thing? I have seen the Mike Tyson. I believe that was that was that JetBlue. That that was JetBlue. And it looks like he was up in Mint, which is their first class. Don't come up in Mint. Don't come up here in Mint. Trying to take my trying to take a selfie with me. What? what, By the way, I'll knock your fucking teeth out. Why are you harassing Mike Tyson? Yeah. How stupid. That's just one of those things. It's like. Uh, caught on film, uh, a guy tried to take a selfie with a live alligator and it bit him like Mike Tyson. And I say this with all due respect. It's how we became the most feared and most exhilarating heavyweight champ by far in my lifetime is an animal. He's an animal. He's, he's more animal than he is human. He's a savage, man. Yeah. He's a he's a trained killing animal. He's a he's a apex predator trained to knock your fucking teeth out. But also he gave you a selfie, man. He was cool. Secondly, you don't ask for a picture when the guy's on the plane. You just don't. I, look, look, I put myself in those shoes. If Mike Tyson was on my flight, I'm Kareem would have been like, fuck off, kid. <laughs> hundred percent. A hundred percent cream would have said that. 
that's what I'm learning from reading Winning Time. And if you're, I'm sorry, Showtime. Reading Showtime and watching Winning yeah. Time. Green watching just- watching Winning Time, not on Showtime, on HBO, and yeah. winning, and reading Showtime, not Winning Time, in book form. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was just a dick. Like, I don't think there's any way around it. Just everything I've read, and now we see it in the TV show. Like, the guy was kind of an asshole. I, not and kind he, of. He, he just was. And he's got a Substack newsletter that he puts out, and he's said that the whole show is bullshit. Jerry West has said the whole show. There's this uh, winning time, man. Is is uh, getting a Mike Tyson-like barrage of punches from the players and executives. Well, Jerry started. West wants a official retraction. Seems like just seems precisely like something the Jerry West character in winning time would demand. I saw people tweeting that. So Did you? <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people tweet that. So Jerry West is demanding retraction and apology for what he calls a baseless and malicious assault on his character in the winning time series. A letter was sent Tuesday by his legal team to the network and also producer Adam McKay. He claimed that it falsely and cruelly portrays Mr. West as an out-of-control, intoxicated rageaholic, saying that bears no resemblance to the real man. Here's what's interesting, and I would love to ask Jeff Perlman this on Monday when he comes on our show. They do cite how these things in the show are not cited in the book. They do... Oh, the, 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 the legal the, team, the legal claim from Jerry West, cites, one of them. Yes. Yeah. So it's that this is a show and not, the, not the book saying that, look, man, this was not in his book. Well, I mean, it, it, it's interesting. And I'm, and I'm excited that we're going to have Jeff on next episode. because obviously he can only speak to the book he made. And he was obviously a, uh, a, um, you know, consultant on the show. But excited to have him on to talk to to talk about like how what you know how they uh, Hollywoodized uh, his his book and then also you know the access that he even had with the the people that have taken umbrage with it because uh, Kareem is uh, an awesome dude like in terms of his output in he's written a million books he's got a substack newsletter that i subscribe to um i've read his thoughts on you know a ton of things he's a great writer he's a thoughtful man and um he definitely has a prickly way about him historically he has a prickly way about him now um and then obviously you have read the book and i have not read the book but the I think that what's the most interesting and and he's definitely more of an outspoken um, figure than Jerry West has been over the years in terms of giving his opinion on everything is that uh, he kind of like gave his review on his on his newsletter. But Jerry West is coming with the uh, lawsuit and no one really made any um uh, took umbrage, I guess, with the book. So it's like, you know, I, I said to you before the show, it's like, I don't think Aaron Brockovich, real life Aaron Brockovich had the perfect breasts. You know what I mean? Like Hollywood does 
things in movies, you know, like they change things for good or for bad. You know, Magic Johnson is the is the happiest man on earth. He's just the Disney world of people. He never didn't smile in his whole life. Of course he did. Well, of course he had bad days. It's funny you say that because the book the conversely, the TV show doesn't, in my opinion, go nearly into depth as the book concerning Magic Johnson was addicted to sex. Now, people can debate that. And I also a lot of times think that there's no such thing. I've said that in the past. So I'll say that term loosely. But I mean, the book, it's fascinating to hear how much sex he was having. And that's all he did. And I mean, some of these sex parties, I just read a part yesterday. It was wild. Magic would throw sex parties at his Bel Air mansion. And Magic was also like a voyeur. So at a certain time of the night, you had to be having sex. And Magic would walk around the house and open rooms. And people had to be having sex in those rooms. So like, you know, they haven't gone there. And which, by the way, I don't know if you know, there's a new Apple series documentary series on magic no i have heard about but i haven't started and i heard they're pushing that right now because they're trying to dilute his image and and that's what i was about to say too is like um is you know this is all a big game of telephone there's there's the truth there's the truth that people would tell a reporter there's the truth that the reporter would tell a hollywood showmaker there's the truth that somebody would tell a documentarian documentarian it's all like versions of like i what's what's amazing for me is like that people don't just have the same exact attitude that i have when i watch it which is like watching it and just immediately going like which parts of these are like true which parts of these are based in truth and which parts of these are completely fictionalized just to make the point across that these are like Hollywood characters that yeah. make it more entertaining than whatever. And, you know, meanwhile, Jerry West is out there going like, I never did that. And it's like, yeah, okay. And I don't think, again, like you think about all the historical figures that have been, uh, I don't think the guy, uh, t- you know, Tom Cruise played in Born on the Fourth of July was like, sexiest man alive but tom cruise i think was voted that twice you know like it's just the way it goes now look a lot of people are obviously having west back in this it's not even a lawsuit I, i i to be honest i don't fully understand it they want a legal retraction an apology i don't know what that means isn't that doesn't that already start every episode though they already start every episode and uh, everything you see in this is fictionalized and dra- dramatized for television. Like, isn't that the, isn't that the legal retraction that you want? They asked for a retraction no later than two weeks from the receipt of the letter. And the letter was sent this week. I, I just look, man, I, I at the end of the day, they're going to create storylines. But again, if you read the book and again, I, I suggest everybody reads the book. It's, you know, you know, Jerry West, he was a complicated guy, like all of us. For the record, we, we all have different sides. We're all different layers and you peel things back and we're not simple. There's nuance to everybody. And I think that's true with Jerry because, you know, part of it as shown in the show, he definitely battled depression and he had a tough upbringing and he was 
physically abused by his dad. You know, you know, these people dealt yeah. with some serious shit and sure. obviously it creates a certain psyche. And at the end of the day, like you said, it's Hollywood, it's entertainment. We have a second season, but I, you know, it, it's crazy. My, my big takeaway from reading the book is just, again, how wild it was that all these pieces fell together and how great of a GM Jerry West was then uh, and yeah. the rest of his career and all these players and they, they fit them together like a puzzle and the Lakers just continued to be good. I mean, nine, think about that nine finals, five titles in magic's first 11 years. Yeah. It's crazy. It's absolutely nuts, which should lead us to discussing the current playoffs. Yes. Good segue, Andy. Hey, this is my first rodeo. Now, I, I want to start off with the Nets because we got we we got you know we gotta we gotta start off with the Randy Ruther update of the week because I I I gotta say you know Randy Ruther's Joe Burrow Cincinnati Bengals slip like that doesn't really pull up my heartstrings you know but when Randy Ruther is also a uh, a fellow LeBron stand. See, he, he he shot a great tweet our way, and I was like, "Yeah, this is a hundred percent." Well, true. you know, he's wanting to go in the LeBron world, which is fine. LeBron's obviously not playing. I, I get his sentiment here, and I'll read the tweet. I don't. You were probably on a flight. I watched the whole game yesterday. I watched a lot of it, but uh, yeah, I was I, I missed some of it, but I, I watched most of it. So just like the first game, the Nets build a lead. And then they blow it in the second half. So it, it was a very close mirror image of the first game. Minus Kyrie had a great first game. He had a poor second game. Durant has had two bad second games. So this was the tweet. Kevin Durant went 0 for 10 with four turnovers in the second half last night in a crucial game two. Lost to Boston. No major headlines. If LeBron did that, he'd be getting grilled by every sports media known by man. You, you know why he's not getting grilled? Because he's not on LeBron's level. That's my take. When you're the well, best, you, when, when, when you're the best, you get criticized the most. Right. Um, but I think there is a lot of people who stupidly would argue that he is on LeBron's level. But I agree with you 100 percent, which is I think the uh, headlines speak for themselves, as does all the other accolades that LeBron has, you know, uh, accomplished over the years. But there are there are you know, people that would throw at other folks, the phrase casual uh, people who the, the most casual NBA fans are the ones who love to call people casuals. Um, but there are people who would say KD is on or above LeBron's level. But I agree with you hundred percent that the fact that no one's talking about this is uh, the reason that, He's not. Also, I'll add I'll add something else to this in, you know, and I know I already know there's dirt balls driving off the road because we're making this about LeBron. But I think when you talk about uh, sports in general, uh, comparing the players in the league and how they play uh, versus not just the greatest player in the league you know, whether it be today or like recently, but like 
the, the recent era, we're holding him to the standard of the era of which he plays in. So, you know, there are people who would call Kevin Durant one of the five best players in basketball or whatever. But here is why uh, it's once again different than LeBron. Kevin Durant's game was awful. Michael Jordan had awful games like these too. Like this is, this is, you know, on this level, no, but like not that far off at times. And the reason that a lot of times this flies under the radar, especially with uh, Michael Jordan, but I, and I think we'll see this with Kevin Durant throughout his career when people look back on it as well as the way I look at it now, he scored 27 points, but he did that because he gets to the free throw line still. And he makes his free throws and LeBron struggles with free throws. Yes. But also just doesn't get to the line as much because again, just reft differently. So that is something um, I'm not, I'm not bringing this up just to like slurp LeBron. I'm just bringing this, this up in terms of for you younger guys out there, when you look at how these guys are judged historically, People just love to go like and find the 14 point playoff game on poor shooting or the eight point playoff game on poor shooting. And it's like historically when we've, when this game is long behind us, no one will look at this game because they'll be like, Oh, he scored 27 points. That wasn't the bad one. But then when you dig deeper, you're like, he went over in the second half. He had a gang of turnovers, but he got 27 points because he still gets ref like a human being instead of like an alien like LeBron. But the bottom line about this game is the honestly, I was like a bit wrong. I, and I guess I wasn't that wrong because of what I just said. He still scored 27 points. And I said, Kevin Durant is going to get his no matter what. And in a sense he did. Um, but this Celtics team and their perimeter defense is causing havoc for Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And when you have two ISO heavy guys, the ability, their ability to then go, it's not our night or they're taking us away. Let's make other people better is it becomes, you know, it becomes an unwinnable situation because that's the only way either of those, those guys know how to succeed. Well, Hence, hence Kevin Durant not having a championship except when he was on a stacked Warriors team. So this game, you know, there was a lot of runs that were happening in this game. Brooklyn starts off nine to nothing. Obviously, I know they're going to, the Celtics are going to come back, but I feel like this really was, I know I'm saying the obvious here, but I really felt like this was a game that Nets had to win because now their backs are really against the wall. I mean, they got to take four out of five. Right. Like, I, I just don't see it happening. Yeah. I mean, listen, this is the reason that NBA playoffs are set up like this. I always say after a 2-0 lead, um, 2-1 is the closest it can be. The closest it can be is 2-1. The closest it can be is 3-2. You know, like after, after an odd number of games, some team has to be up one. So, yeah. Oh, but like, is it? You could say momentum wise, it's different if the if the Nets get game two and the Celtics get game three. Now we're just trading game, game, game. It's like, oh, this is a back and forth series. But really, is the momentum that different than the Celtics get two and then the, the Nets get their very first one at home? And now they're going, no, you know what? This is going to be a home court series. 
we don't have to worry about winning a road game till game seven. All we got to do is keep winning, keep winning at defend home court. And then as Kevin Garnett said in a game seven, Andy, anything is possible. That's right. To have two stars go MIA though. You don't see that normally in the NBA in the playoffs. Like when well, two listen, star, like one there's guy a goes, lot, there's a lot uh, that to dissect. I'm for, just saying, you know what I'm saying? You, you're two alphas. You one guy, one guy might go cold. One might, guy might have a cold streak. One guy might have a rough night. You had two guys. There's a just, lot. There's a lot behind this. Besides ISO heavy players on a facing the best uh, perimeter defense in the league. There's more to it than that. Also, Kyrie out the James Harden situation, all this stuff. Since Kevin Durant came back, Kevin Durant's been playing 40 minutes a game. They've been playing Kevin Durant playoff minutes for uh, since he came back. So you have a tired well, Kyrie, by the way. Well, same for Kyrie, but all, but so let's let's do Kevin Durant first. Kevin Durant nonstop, like they're they've been playing him forty minutes a game for God knows how long. That is not how you should go into the playoffs. Now, unfortunately for this Nets team, they needed to do that just to get into the playoffs. So, or and and to be one of you know to be a seven or eight seed instead of a nine or ten seed where you got to win two games just to get in. But also, Kyrie Irving is for the first time ever playing games two days apart. This dude's been playing basketball all year. Fuck four days between games, five days between games, a week between games. He's not just playing 40 minutes. He's playing 40 minutes suddenly against the same team in with, with playoff intensity. And he's been doing it without playing at this consistent, you know, pace level. The whole year, and couple that with the couple that with the ISO scoring mentality, and well, also he's fasting right now, right? His Ramadan, which I didn't realize I, Kyrie had become Muslim, had converted. I imagine with with NBA health and strength coaches and stuff like that that they've 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 got that sorted out. Okay, well they made a thing of it last night during the game. Yeah, they love to make a thing about, but you know, I'm just saying, I, you know, I remember Hake, I remember Hakeem Olajuwon scoring like 60 points in a fucking playoff game and being like hungry. And you're like, okay. <laughs> They're like, what do you call that move in the post? He's like, dream shake. I put in nuts, berries, figs. Peanut butter. They're like, are you hungry? Akeem is like, oh, Akeem. Another, I feel undervalued, underappreciated all time NBA player who doesn't uh, get the. uh, I I agree. Although I, especially since he was drafted before Jordan. Yeah. I feel like we, I feel like the modern uh, NBA fan, at least, at least smart ones, uh, have come around on him and have, and do have career, have Hakeem as like, I don't know. The second or third best center ever? Is it do you pronounce it Hakeem or Akeem? So do you like I always said Akeem. Well, this is uh an amazing, like this is an amazing fucking somebody should do the NBA deep dive on this because 
when he was in the NBA and they showed his name on the screen, it was Hakeem with an H. Olajuwon. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Silent. Right. And Olajuwon on the jersey. Right. In college, he had Hakeem, no H on the back of his jersey, like fucking Ichiro. Like, I don't even know how to spell his name. I don't even know what his first or last name is, let alone how to pronounce it. When you tell me what your first name is and what your last name is and how I spell them, then I'll worry about pronouncing it. So we don't know. If you go back, if you look at the Houston, University of Houston jerseys from when he played, it said on the back, Akeem, like he was the fucking, like he was Eddie Murphy's character and coming to America. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, dude! I, you know what I completely forgot? Who he finished his career with? Toronto. Unbelievable. Yeah. A Never final, forget a final season with Toronto. Yeah, you can't forget that. Well, the Nets are in a hole. You have a game happening right now, which is surprising a lot of people, including myself. The T-Wolves are up 21 on the Grizz. 1-1 series. They were blowing them out this game. Memphis came back, cut to seven at halftime. Obviously, Minnesota is now pushing the lead back. Double digits again. I mean, this is going to be a dogfight of a series, man. Yeah. Total dogfight of a series. I love it, too. John Morant's going to have to send out more weird video tweets to inspire himself. What do you do? I didn't see it. Uh, before game two, he put out the Jordan smoking a cigar in the locker with a baseball bat tweet. And I don't even, I still let people are like, Oh, he's out to get him in this game. And I was like, what the fuck does this have to do with anything? That'd I think, I, I think for game four, he should put out the security guard. <laughs> The guy who's not homeless because Jordan took all his money. <laughs> Either that or he should put out like he should put out like I I want John Morant to communicate only through Twitter uh, videos and gifts for the rest of the series. Like maybe he just maybe he just puts out the Alonzo morning head shake after this game, you know, blah. I feel like I could be a gift actor. Hey, I feel hey. like I could. I feel like I could do gift recreations. I think you could too. When you're doing that, it reminds me when you're bringing that up. Is the Alonzo Morning gif? Is that a top ten all time gif? That's my. It's honestly might be my favorite gif ever. Yeah, I know it's yours, but like if we're gonna do top ten all time, is that a top ten all time? It's. I don't know. It's. It's in my top ten of all time. What? Like just rattle off top tens. Blinking guy meme. Guy meme. <laughs> I love the Jack Nicholson. That's probably Andy Ruther most used. Uh, the Jack yeah, Nicholson okay. from The Departed nodding his head. What about the fat Robert Redford smiling? Yeah. It's, and uh, I thought, again, I thought it was Zach Galifianakis for the longest time. Yeah. I actually like the black uh, keyboardist smirk one. That's up there for me. Yeah, that's a good one. I, mean, I use, for me, you know, some of my most used some of my most used that aren't like super popular. I use Kevin Durant. You the real MVP a lot. Yeah, I, I use it a fair amount. I use uh, 
I use um, Fez from that '70s show. I love you. He, he makes it hard. Yeah, I use that a lot. Anytime anybody gives me anything like, "Hey, dude, I just Venmoed you ten bucks for Miller Lights," I'm like, I use this really gay kid with my girlfriend a lot when he says, "Hey, girl." Okay. He's like, "No, no, no, hey, girl." Jesus, I'm messing it up. He's saying, "I can't believe I messed that up." He's saying, "Yes, queen." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's what you're talking you know about. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And that she's told me she wants to buy me his outfit so that I can, like you're talking about being a gift actor, that I can yeah. completely redo it. You know which one I use uh, sporadically, but it comes up all the time. You know, the the, buck t- the like crazy toothed black guy who's like, ha, got him. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's great. Yeah. You know, and, and this, by the way, what we're discussing, this is what I love about social media like this stuff yeah dude if imagine if they created a social media where you couldn't talk politics at all at all it was just like this stuff like they, they need their own twitter for sports for nba i don't know i mean i guess they're i guess that's people were saying to me i can already hear people being like hey idiot that's why you choose filters and you can filter out all that shit yeah the got him guy. I like him. Ha! Got him. <laughs> <laughs> he has his like phone on speaker. Dude, that's absolutely amazing. I don't even know what we're talking about. What the hell are we talking about? NBA playoffs. Yeah. Well, I was talking, we were talking, we were talking, we were talking, we were talking about John Morant. He inspired himself with the Michael Jordan batting, uh, a, baseball bat and the yeah. cigar for game two came out there had a dominant okay, game Joe two. Prano. yeah i'm gonna ask you on the spot okay who wins that, who wins that series the memphis grizzlies okay i don't love it i'm not confident in it two one you know uh uh timberwolves have home court and they're and they're they're defending home where they've taken home court advantage i think that the grizzlies are a little young a little young, and that's why they're going to get tested. And I think that they'll probably lose, you know, a, a next round matchup. Uh, I mean, de- depending on who they would play, because I think they're a little young to go deep this year. But I, well, I, I think Jaw's the best player on the floor still. Okay. But I got to say, the emergence of Anthony Edwards, yeah, uh, I call him Goose. I don't know if anybody else calls him Goose. Um, I like but, it. Uh, great, great Top Gun reference. Black Goose. But I, yeah. But I, but my fear is that he keeps playing well. You know, they're right there in the hunt. They're neck and neck with John Morant's Iceman, and then you know he hits the canopy in like a game seven. Oh man, too soon. Spoiler alert: Goose dies. Ah. Also, too soon. <laughs> well, if they win and Golden State keeps playing how they are, they would face Golden State, who, by the way, it and they, yeah, if they keep playing what they are. If, if, if Anthony Edwards does keep it up, next thing you know, he'll be playing with the boys. Play it, play it with the boys. Golden State's looking nice, man. Yeah, for sure. And, and and we haven't really talked about him. Jordan Poole. What a great draft pick. 
what a great player who is completely developing. A splash triplets. Here's a fun fact. I bet you didn't know this. Jordan Poole has the most threes in the NBA since the All-Star break. I did know that. You did know that. Okay. I read I read the rundown. Let's no. go. Whoa. Let's go. Joe Prano. Just when you think rundown. he's gonna zig, he zags. Holy shit. But I didn't know before I read the rundown. Okay. So I knew it. I knew it as of eight minutes ago. All right. Well, that's well, that's well, that's a classic Prano. Prano read the eight rundown. Right before we went live. Yeah, just to know what we're talking about. But they're looking nice. Yeah. And and I think that they 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 beat whoever comes out of that series. So you're saying Golden State to the Western Conference Finals right here. Yeah. You like it. I do. But also I think whoever comes out of that series could also give Golden State a series. But I, I do. I like I like Golden State to the Western Conference Finals. Well, I hate that Devin Booker got injured. Sucks. Because 31 points in that half. Dude was on fire. Now everything has changed with that injury. Obviously, he's their best player. Really kind of throws that. It throws that whole conference up in the air. Absolutely. I'll put you on the spot now, Andy. What conference does the NBA champion come out of? I'm still going to say the West. The West. The West. This dude went. Ha! Got him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm full of Lonzo morning watching Andy call the West. Like. Say in the West. Okay, so if you're looking at the East, you got Miami. Miami. Who's I playing mean, well? To me, it's Miami, Milwaukee, Boston, Philly. Like I like all those teams kind of more than a West, a, a battered West, um, you know, a, a hobbled Luka, no Booker, uh, a Timberwolves, um, a Timberwolves Grizzlies series that are, they're beating each other up uh, golden state, uh, you know, c- could sneak through, but I, I, you know, I don't think they got the, uh, I don't think they got enough. I don't think they got enough firepower. Well, well, Hey, sometimes you gotta make some crazy takes. I don't know, man. I really like the way golden state's playing. Well, you know, listen, you made the call, and that's why you're the real MVP. <laughs> <laughs> when Golden State does win the finals, man, black keyboard guy is going to fucking <laughs> smile, <laughs> slowly smile. Hey, man, if I can live in a gift world, I'm here for it. If if we can just go back and forth. Should be the title of the episode. It's a gif, 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 gif world. (laughs) You know what's funny about us? 
we're old heads, but we're still with the young heads. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, like, we're, we're ironically young heads. Like we're I mean, this, is, this is this is Andy Ruther's M.O. for years. I mean, do you remember when you single handedly made its lit fam unable to be said by anybody under the age of 40? Fact. People are all. Yeah. I mean, you, I don't even think kids say fact anymore because of you. Yeah. I like to kill things. You're like my, you're, you're like. You, you on this show is like when we were a kid and my mom would like be like, we're we're going to you know what? We're going to get ice cream before dinner. And then we were like, we are. And then she'd be like, not. And we'd be like, mom, please don't do that. <laughs> well, my one brother is always calling me. He's like fucking millennial. Like anytime I say something millennial, millennial, he really gets annoyed when I say it's been a minute. And, you know, it's been a minute since we all got to get been a minute. What the fuck's that mean? Mill- fucking millennial. Fucking millennial talk. It's like, okay, Brad, well, like, I'm barely a millennial. Okay, millennial. It's been a minute. I think I'm cool. Well, to be fair, Brad was born in 1964, so. <laughs> Did you want to hear something funny about him? As we find all these old pictures, like, I found a whole new thing of pictures from myself and my brothers and just like a big box under my parents' bed. When I came across everybody's eighth grade photos, he was in the Civil Air Patrol because, of course, he was. Do you know the Civil Air Patrol? No. It's like a nationwide, like, dude, he wore his eighth grade photo as the Civil It's like a thing that you could join. It'd be like the Boy Scouts for people who like we're into military stuff, but like, like, uh, like aviation more, I think it's more like aviation, you know? So what is it? What does that uniform look like? Oh my God, dude. Like the little fucking paper hat thing. No, it, you know, it's like a blue shirt and a tie and he's got ribbons. Like he did like, dude, what the, you didn't just like, dude, you're eighth grade. You didn't just come back from Nam. Like you, you didn't, didn't just, you didn't just down a MIG in a dog fight. <laughs> funny you said because every time we every time we played top gun on the swing set outside i was always goose he never let me be maverick always you're goose i can just see like the the your your brother's class version of me sitting behind him in the picture line he's like what are those ribbons for he's like yes for you know you know excellent service in the avia a bullshit a bullshit (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm still bitter i always was goose I didn't get to be black goose. I was just goose. So I'm going down every fucking time. So the new Top Gun, we keep bringing it up. So I have to ask the new Top Gun, Goose's son is in it. Goose's son is in it. That's Miles Teller. I believe that is correct. Can't wait to be let down by that fucking disaster. Oh, I think it's gonna be amazing. Oh no! Come on. I mean, well, first of all, you need to you need to adjust your uh, you need to adjust your you know expectations. No movie will ever be Top Gun. Okay. So if that's the part you're setting, be prepared to be fucking Alonzo Mourning. <laughs> but. Uh, I stand by a claim I've made for a long time. Like Tom Cruise. Here we go. 
He doesn't miss, dude. Well, you said he's never been in like a bad movie. No, 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 no. He's been, a, he's been in a bit. Tom Cruise himself has never been bad. bad in a movie, okay. which I stand by. But what, also, what would be the worst movie concerning I I, his acting ability? I haven't seen all of them, but like Interview with a Vampire. I thought I think he wasn't that bad in Interview with a Vampire. He wasn't amazing, but I would I would still say he was he leveled to good. You know, he was a good actor in Interview with a Vampire. I haven't seen shit like Rockstar, whatever. Like, but I don't know off the top of my head, like maybe some like super duper early stuff where before he found his like real footing, like uh, taps or whatever. <laughs> but even that, he was kind of psycho. Yeah. You say Tom Brady drinks the blood of children. I feel like that's what he is. He's doing too. Like Tom, well, that that's why like, he. That's why I would say his his. Uh, that's why I would say his portrayal and interview of a vampire was at least good. <laughs> he is a vampire. He's like he's, how dare he's, he's like how sixty this summer. He goes, how dare you criticize me for playing a vampire when I am a vampire? I mean, he's gonna be sixty this summer. By the way, have you watched the new Batman yet? You watched the Batman? No, I saw it's available now. It's available on HBO Max. It's it's like it says something about the state of movies, the state of I don't know a post COVID world, and also just the state of Joe Prano in general. That I didn't make it to see a Batman movie. In yeah, the we theaters. talked about this. Remember yeah. a few weeks ago. So I did watch it though, and I was remarkably disappointed. Really, people made it sound like it was great and it was not great yeah i would argue it was not even really very good are we talking val kilmer batman well where are we talking give give me give me comparison to the other batmans george clooney batman okay so here's the thing and maybe i'm gonna go too much of a too too batman nerdy here but well, you do have a, you have a Batman tattoo. Yeah, yeah. But the the Val Kilmer, uh, George Clooney era Batmans, very that forgettable. Was, right, very forgettable. But that was when um, Tim Burton brought Batman back. Did the two Michael Keens? Tim Burton ejected. Uh, one of them was definitely uh the one the one director whose name i can't remember uh uh, uh schumacher joel schumacher uh, joel schumacher one of them was him and one of them was maybe somebody else or maybe he did two of them anyway those movies as a whole Sucked. were fucking bad bad val kilmer much like tom cruise it's amazing that these two guys were the one two in top gun Hard to find a bad Val Kilmer performance. There's some out there, but it's hard. Val Kilmer also. Val Kilmer might be the Eli Manning of fucking movie actors. He might be the most underrated movie actor of all time. Uh, he's the Mike D'Antoni meets Eli Manning of movie actors. Val Kilmer is pretty much fucking incredible. So I didn't think Val Kilmer's Batman was that bad, but the movie was atrocious. Um, Clooney, who I love, bro, his Batman was bro. Pretty, 
His Bro. Batman was pretty. His Batman was pretty uninspiring. Uninspired. I mean, let's not forget Alicia Silverstone. Is that her name? Yeah, yeah, Alicia. 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 Yeah. Remember the controversy? She put on a little weight. Remember that was the they called her fat girl. And she couldn't fit in the back row outfit. Could you imagine the fucking uh, think pieces we would have now if anybody ever called her fat girl? Oh, my God. I think we just got canceled for reminding people of it. Yeah. Clooney's Batman was uninspiring and the movie was bad. So that's kind of whatever. And I hate to say that because I love Clooney. This movie was just too long, too boring. His Batman was like goth and emo and whatever, which was like a take and it was fine. And I actually kind of the one thing I kind of liked about his not his portrayal of Batman, but the character of Batman in this is they tried to make it like very real life. Like uh, there was no like gadgets that just like only made sense in like a movie land. They were all like practical gadgets. Like he was a real crime fighter who had like real shit on like at one point he flies and we've seen in a million movies where batman just like jumps off a building and his cape like kind of like lets him fly down and you're like what's the logistics of that (laughs) and then at least in like the uh at least in the chris nolan one at one point they had like a they were like oh it's magnetized you know what i mean and it was like still that's a you're bending reality there a little in this one he does like a full like squirrel suit like you know like you've seen guys do on like Red Bull fucking shit, you know, flying squirrel. Yeah. So he's doing it with like, and you're like, okay, that's a practical way that that works. Yeah. So I I liked that. And I didn't really mind his like emo thing, but I didn't love his performance. But just overall, the movie has the Riddler, Catwoman, Penguin. It's a lot. And the Joker, like with a minor, like, fucking you know appearance and the only real villain in the whole thing is the riddler and he doesn't look anything like the original riddler in any way the penguin's just like a guy catwoman's not a villain i was just like what the fuck is happening in this movie i mean the catwoman's hot but like yeah she, she cat burglars for like one second guess i'll have to watch it because that was the thing, the original, like go go all the way back. The original Catwoman, Catwoman, cat, back, 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 back. She wasn't like a she wasn't like a Batman villain. She was just like a cat burglar that Batman, you know, would thwart because Batman thwarts crime around the city. Yeah. Well, I'll check it out. We're going, we're going down some rabbit holes today, Prano. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of Batman and Robin, should we get back to KD? We we can. And uh, I feel like we've discussed the NBA. We've we've made our picks. Uh, this is pretty funny, Andy. I just got a message on Instagram. Sometimes dirt ball is just remarkable, and maybe it's not a dirt ball. So maybe I'm maybe I'm shitting on somebody who doesn't deserve it. But they just said, "Hey, any shows while you're in New York City? If only there were a way for you to figure that out." Only you had a website. 
or a social media platform that would if only this you. if only the social media platform that you direct messaged me on had a link in my bio do you remember how angry i used to get yes dude uh, the old school and like pre uh pre float lab pre cbd pre whatever I'd be like hey what time are you guys airing it's like oh maybe if we fucking aired every fucking week 10 a.m. Monday, 10 a.m. Thursday. That'd be a relevant question to ask. But since we do do that every fucking week, it isn't a relevant question to ask. Get the fuck out of my face. You lose. You get nothing. Good day, sir. I- Got him. <laughs> <laughs> I think peak angry Andy Ruther was 2016. <laughs> Like 2016, I so, was. I did. You took. I remember you take the. You took Trump getting elected. Pretty, pretty bad. <laughs> um. No. What, what no, I'm you, just kidding. I'm just kidding. I was like, "What did I? I don't remember that." Um. No. Like, actually, I was kind of stoked about it. I I uh I will never forget that night. That was uh it was the night you dropped your special. Yeah, Joe Pan takes a stand. Still available where it's available, and new places coming soon. That that was still one of the weirdest nights for me in LA ever. People were freaking out, dude. but not but not only that, it just got so quiet. I just remember I was at the bar with you, and then we Luke. I was with Luke, and like you know, there's we just everybody's in disbelief. And I remember just driving around Santa Monica and it was eerily quiet. It was just like, and I stayed up all night watching coverage. I just couldn't. I was like, this is really happening. This is the craziest shit ever. You're right. People were just losing, uh, losing their fucking mind. It was nuts. Absolutely nuts. Something I'll never forget. How was the Mets game today? Another one, another win. Yeah. How about those fucking Mets, dude? Mets have won every series they have played so far. Uh, takes three of four from the defending NL West champs and 107 game winning San Francisco Giants. Go out there, just an. I mean, it was it was glorious, Andy. First of all, I flew in to Newark, got in the car, went directly to City Field. Walked into City Field. Before I walk in, I go see the Tom Seaver statue, which it's just it. It was the it was honestly the first in a, in many little things, including the team itself, that was just like, "Hey, this ain't the fucking Wilpon Mets anymore." We there- we spent we spent the money on the the Seaver statue. I mean, we were talking about was when we were outside the stadium, dude. The Seattle Mariners have a statue of Griffey up. Griffey retired eight years ago. You know what I mean? Like Tom Seaver, we just had a Tom Seaver statue put in in 2022, dude. Are there other Mets statues there? No statues. Interesting. Zero. The only other like recognition of a player is when you go in the rotunda. It's all Jackie Robinson shit. He didn't even play for the fucking Mets, dude. So that was huge. It was the very first thing. It was like, not the Wilpon Mets. You go in the Chick-fil-A fucking 
ads are no longer on the foul poles, like hit it here, chick beef is garbage, whatever, like, you know, like dumb shit. Yeah. The whole, the whole state, there's, it's a whole different vibe. And you'll love this because it's hilarious because I, me and my buddy Pete Anderson were cracking up when we listened to it on the radio. And he was like, you hate sports radio, huh? And I was like, well, you know, they don't do their top 10 favorite gifts of all time. You know, it's sure. like the, the dumbest. It's just sports oh, radio. I couldn't agree more, especially but local. The guy, You're talking the, local sports radio, right? The guy was the guy was trying to make a point about what's going on in New York baseball right now. And he was like, he, I swear to God, this is directly from the fan today. He was like, I'll tell you what's going on in New York baseball right now. He's like. Now, this reference might go over some of your heads, guys. You guys ready? This one might go over. It's a movie reference. It might go over some of your heads because some of you guys are old. I know you're old. You know what? He's like 60. <laughs> New York baseball right now is like the fantastic John Favreau, Vince Vaughn vehicle couples retreat. And I was like, what? No, he f-? did not. I swear no. to God. No, me, he and my did bu- not. me and my buddy are like, what the fuck? He's like, he's like couples retreat. He goes, have you seen it? Have you? No, I didn't think you would. No, is that the kind of you like a Gene Kelly movie? I know what you like. <laughs> he goes, well, I've seen couples retreat six or seven times. And here's what happens. in couples. Of, so Vince Vaughn and John Favreau and, and, and what's a couple of other guys. They go out to a couple's phase on, retreat. Phase on love. Phase on the yeah, yeah. They, I was gonna say uh, Ward Sap because he kind of looks like him, but it wasn't <laughs> him. They all go out in this couple's retreat, and so they're on this resort, and they're supposed to be like, dude, uh, to Andy, this is word for word what he said. Oh my god, they're at this resort, and they're supposed to be doing yoga and getting to know each other and talking about their feelings and stuff. But across from their resort, there's this other resort. They keep seeing it. People are dancing. People are on jet skis. People are having a good time. And I swear to God, he goes, that resort, that's the best right now. I was like, what the fuck is this reference? That resort where they're doing yoga and no, nobody's having fun. That's the Yankees right now. Now those jet skis. That's Steve Cohen's New York mess. And I was like, this is the longest winded fucking thing to just say the tables have turned in New York baseball. And that's why you don't listen to local sports radio. Shout out to any dirt balls who heard, heard that, that on the, on the fan today. Cause that was word for word what the dude said, but dude, it is on believable to be a Mets fan right now. It feels good. I've been here before. I've been, I've had, I've had an exciting April before I've had the rug pulled out for me. I'm going to knock on wood. I'm ho- hoping Gabby's table's real wood. I'm going to say something and it's, it, it, you know, if I was you, if I was Andy Ruther, I would be afraid of saying this for curse reasons, but I'll say it because I don't believe I am cursed. This team feels different. Okay. Went to the ballpark, a couple of tall boys at Miller Light, a couple hot dogs. It was a it was, you know, it was it was the day. It was the day. I, I posted it on our Twitter. The best day of the year is the first day in spring 
where Joe Prano, the Mets, and Miller Lite have a threesome. Boom. Yeah. Three-way. Well, the, the best part about Miller Lite is it's a light beer, but it's still a beer, Joe. How many of those other light beers don't taste like beer? They're water. Andy, you know, on this podcast, we've had the greatest beer, in my opinion, ever. Uh, Miller Lite as a sponsor for a long time. And I know they don't want us to name other beers specifically. Sure. But I even avoid talking about other beers in theory because we don't want to push any butts. But this week, Miller Lite has opened the doors for us to do it. And actually, there are a lot of quote unquote light beers. Most of them taste like water. Sure. Because there's only one original light beer, Miller Lite. They, it's a whole recipe. They didn't just take Miller heavy and water it down like some of those other light beers. This is this, an original light beer. Yeah. And a lot of things have changed over the years, but not Miller Lite since 1975. Like you said, the OG. It's the original. It's a light, great tasting beer that everyone should be enjoying at the ballpark with their friends watching some baseball. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Well, I have to do a Reds update conversely because it's 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 now it's really gotten funny. It was funny before, it's getting even funnier. The Castellini curse is way greater than the Ruther curse. So many games have you won since he said what else are no, that's not real. Zero. That's what it's been what? Eight games, nine games. Nine. Since Phil Castellini said to the fans, where are you going to go? And he said, be careful what you ask for. The Reds were two and two. They'd split the series in Atlanta to start the season. He said that on opening day in Cincinnati. Since then, listen to this. The Reds have not only lost nine straight, but by a combined score of 59 to 18, this is the craziest one for of all these stats. They've had a lead for 18 pitches in the last nine games. That's crazy. And I love it. Now, well, you know, we talked about this before. We'll talk about it again. We are in two different places as baseball fans, probably as far different places as you could possibly be as baseball fans. Because right now, I am on zero sleep, essentially. I'm on 15 minutes of sleep on the, you know, 24. 15, 20 minutes of sleep on the plane, 15, 20 minutes of sleep on the car since yesterday morning, which by the way, I've noticed something recently. I've been doing a lot of shows on no sleep. I, I hate not sleeping, but I do feel like my delirious sleep episodes, we bring it. I feel like they're especially, they're especially sure for sure. Sleep deprivation, the breakfast of champions. Um, but, uh, if you told me right now on no sleep after 
cross-country flight and already having gone to a Mets game today. It is 9.58 here Eastern time, p.m. If you told me right now there's been a scheduling malfunction, the Mets have to play a game at 11 p.m. tonight, here's free tickets. You have an hour to get down to the ballpark. I would go, Andy. I'd fucking go. Let's fucking go Mets. Now, conversely. Meanwhile, yeah. to, uh, to do the old Adam Bird, <laughs> Batman. Adam West. Adam West. <laughs> Who's Adam Bird? Yeah, I don't know. He was making up names. I was offered. Meanwhile, I was back offered, in the bat lair. <laughs> I was offered tickets for the Reds Cardinals Sunday. And I turned them down. That's where I'm at. Because you're like, fuck them. Well, I, I, I mean, dude, the, the more I thought about it, even since it, it's it's and, and for the record, it's not easy for me to turn down free tickets to a Reds game. I love going to Reds games, but I can take a year off. I can, you know, like I said, I I'll do the one game. But besides that, I, I just don't know. I'm standing by. A lot of people won't stand by it. My thing is like, dude, you you gotta you gotta not watch them. You gotta not go. You're you're gonna mock me. I was texting with Cutter the other day. We we're talking about it, and I bet you'll agree. And we joked last episode about this. It, Joe, it's such an easy remedy. I've never, by the way, I've never seen fans this angry. You've seen it about the Bengals. I've never seen it in my whole life with the Reds. And we were saying this is the remedy, and I bet you'll agree with this. All the Reds need to do. Literally, and then I'll go to games again. Dude, dollar hot dog night, dollar beer night. Phil Castellini works the concession stand the whole night. Dude. Oh, wow. Dude, I'm in. I'm in. You got me. That's your apology. That's the olive branch. I'm in. It's that easy of a fix, but you're too stubborn or you're too money hungry. You won't do it. It's that easy to fix. Dollar hot dog night. He works the concession stand all night. Boom. I'm back watching the Reds, even though they suck. But you're not going to do it. Somebody clip that. Somebody put it on Twitter. Somebody put it on Instagram. Somebody tag the Reds. I think you could. I, uh, we had a great. It's a gift, 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 gift world uh, title episode. But also, Andy Ruther saves the Braves. Saves the Reds. The Braves. Bro, I'm sleep deprived. And by the way. I have had a lot to drink to get today. And also, I, I want to explain. Um, Burt Ward was the name of the actor who played Robin on the Adam West Batman. Oh, okay. so, Adam Burt wasn't out of nowhere. But is that not an easy solution? Yeah, it's an easy. And I think a lot of fans would show hit, up. A lot of hit the would... easy button. <laughs> dollar hot dog night, dollar beer night. You maybe don't even have to work the concession the whole game. Work the first five innings. I was going to even say, like, dollar. Show some humility. Dollar uh, hot dog night, dollar beer night. Every hot dog or beer, you get a ticket. With a ticket, you get a ball. The ball, you throw them in the dunk tank. Yeah. Put the whole Castellini family in the dunk tank. I'm just saying, again. There, there are easy solutions. The, these teams and these celebrities, they got all these PR think tanks. And how do I make this also problem? just fucking spend some money? Yeah. Hey, listen, uh, 
I, I liked him when he was in Matt. We, we we're all stocked up, you know, knock on wood again, because I I'm so I'm such an abused housewife when it comes to Mets baseball that like I know tomorrow there could be a bus accident where our entire outfield is for some reason debilitatingly injured simultaneously. But like Michael Conforto is just like a free agent right now, Andy. Maybe why doesn't Phil Castellini go, hey, you want 30 million for one season? Come hit a couple of fucking balls out to right field here at the great American ballpark. I don't Castellini. Think, I don't think Conforto. $30 million. Well, not well, but he's probably a $20 million a year guy, but he that's the problem is no one wants to give him six years, 120. But I bet you he'd take 30 to show up and play for the Reds till just till October. Well, it's not only the Reds that are having problems. Oakland, the video was going viral of no one at the Oakland game the other day. No. I mean, no one. I sent that to you. And the night before, the paid attendance was announced at 3,748. Right. I was going to say, so there's there's a couple things here. One, there was an explanation for the one thing, which was like it was a day and night game changed into a day game. The last sure. thing, blah, 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 blah. But whatever, the night before, there was 3,000 this is a like a perfect example, and I hate to do this because I feel like between Dirty Sports and Dirty Slides, new episode available now where all podcasts are available, uh, except for Spotify, apparently. Um, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> you just cut out one of the major two. Fine, everywhere else. Holy shit! Are you kidding me? The Grizzlies came back, bro. Yeah, I knew that was going to happen. When did that run start? When I bro, said that fourth, bro, the fourth quarter, they've outscored them as of they, the over. game's over 37 over. to 12 in the fourth quarter. I mean, that, did that run basically start when I said that they were going to win the series? Bro, that's wild. I'd love the timing on that. Somebody match up what time we aired this podcast versus what time the Memphis Grizzlies went on their run. Nostradamus. I mean, Anthony Edwards just full on, just he's floating in the ocean right now. Yeah, he's <laughs> for some reason he's surrounded in green dye. Dude, okay, Carl Anthony Towns is about to be fucking shaving in his oversized tidy whiteies. Just be like, what happened? Why were Maverick's underwear so big in that scene? That's a great point. Why was his underwear so big? <laughs> um, what the fuck was I about to say? I don't know. We're talking about baseball. Yeah, we we're talking about baseball. We we're talking about Oakland. Oakland. Thank you for the reminder. They had 3,700 people at the game. I, I hate to be a broken record, not just on this show and on our other baseball spinoff of this show. We're a podcast are available everywhere but Spotify. But Spotify. Basically just iTunes and uh the podcast app and SoundCloud. And SoundCloud, definitely SoundCloud. And it's called it's called Apple now. I don't even do iTunes, yeah. but anyway. Yeah. Um uh, you can do it, dude. Was, we'll get through like 30 more minutes. You can do it. My point was this. You got a dump of a fucking stadium. You barely spend money on your fucking team. Of course, no one's going to show up. 
Of course, they're not going to show up. Stop fucking pretending that you give a shit when the obvious is you're making money on. But like you can't even be making money when thirty five hundred people come to the game, right? No, I wouldn't think so. Right. Yeah. Hey, did you see the new uniforms for the Padres next year with the Motorola patch on it? Yep, I did. I don't hate it. It's fine. Oh, come on. I mean, the thing is, is like they they've they've you know, my stance on this. They've creased the wheels a bit with the NBA uniforms. And you know how I felt about that. I know. But like you don't even notice anymore. Who's the I don't notice. Who's the Grizzly sponsor? I don't fucking know. Yeah. Who's the who's the Timberwolves sponsor? I don't know. Who's the Warrior sponsor? Hakunin or something. Yeah, I was just about to say. But it's like it's not noticeable. The Bucks have Motorola. Yeah, it Um, is noticeable. It's a big ass patch on their sleeve. Look, look, look. here's all I'm going to say about this. Here's all I'm going to say about Andy. Andy Lazarus made, I think, the best and final point on this, which is start by banning the shift and then I'll worry about all the other shit later. I was like, that's a great call. Yeah, but but here's my point. They, they, They don't want to give something else up. This is my problem. Your uniforms look stupid because you have a patch. Then fucking make the beers cheaper. That's all I'm saying. Oh, we need the money. Then, then give give me something else as a fan. Give me something else. The, the uniforms look ridiculous. You don't need a patch. This is not soccer. I'm sure it was. The thought of the thought of I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was received just the same the first time it got put on a soccer jersey. Oi, mate! If I put if I Fucking cunts. What the fuck was that? <coughs> that was nondescript uh, soccer hooligan. You're going to sleep Thank so you. good tonight. I can tell. You're going to sleep so good tonight. And I knew you were going to disagree with me on the patch. I just think I, looks- I, I don't I don't I don't disagree with you. It looks ridiculous. It's just like m- my feelings on it are this. If, if you're going to have these fucking owners crying poor and holding entire cities hostage with their baseball team. Well, I mean, would you rather fucking Phil Castellini puts a, you know, a big chili bean on this, on your patch on your shoulder no. and buys and buys a couple players or just goes, well, fuck it. We're not making any money. What else are you going to do? It's not, King, it doesn't King's make Island doesn't open for six weeks. Get fucked. It just opened last weekend for anybody who cares. <laughs> but the water park doesn't open for six weeks. That's Get right. Fucked. That's right. The water park is not open yet. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I And I feel the same way about the field. I've said that. I, I don't want to show up to a game. You got to put advertisements on the fucking field now. Come on, guys. Come on. It's It, it has to end. It's some, you know, it's it's capitalism run. It's like, what's the word I'm looking for? Do it for the love of the game. Well, look, I understand. Like you, like, guys, but like it's Andy's T-shirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing a Miller Lite T-shirt. <laughs> okay, you got me there. <laughs> Which, by the way, I support because the Miller, like I would, I would rock Miller. I was rocking Miller Lite shirts before they paid me to. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, a little different. A little different. But also, you know, Manny Machado's probably got a, a Motorola Razor. What, what's Motorola doing? They're not doing phones now. Nobody has a Motorola. What are they doing? They're going to be doing something else because they're on the Bucks jerseys too. I believe they do do Motorola. I do believe they do do phones. I know, but they got to do something else technologically, like in the technological world. I'm sure they do, but I think it's still mostly phones. Who the fuck has a Motorola phone? You name me one person. That I, you I think have. a lot of those, uh, I think a lot of those uh, Androids, I think a lot of them are Motorola's. For real? Man, Motorola's, Samsung's. Probably the I thought they were Samsung's. LG's. We're back to the goddamn. We're back to those. Back to those phones, those Androids. Yeah. Hey, we haven't heard from the dirt balls in a while. I'm going to do, do something that I haven't done in a long time. I'm going to skip all NFL news. Wow. Debo Samuel demanded a trade. It's really all the. Is that no, the there, NFL? There's other stuff. Okay. By the way, Debo Samuel. I don't understand this. I don't either. I don't. Does any team figure out how to use him the way the Niners did? Exactly. Find a guy who can use you the way Shanahan does. What are you doing? But, may, but maybe does he not like that? Does he not want to be a running back? I don't know, but I saw a stat. He's only the third player in NFL history to have like that many rushing TDs. It's him, Marshall Falk, and Roger Clay. Roger Craig. <laughs> not related to Roger Clegg. <laughs> Roger, Roger Clegg, uh, Andy didn't fuck it up. He played the penguin in the original Bat- Adam West Batman. <laughs> Roger, Dude. Oh, and featuring Roger Clegg. <laughs> Dude, those original Adam West Batmans. Oh, my God. They're so ridiculous. Well, weren't they always in a submarine? They're always in a submarine. Uh, like, Oh, there's all kinds of shit. Yeah. The Joker. They to the always- bat sub, Robin. No, but I, I just remember. I the remember the villains. Sub? I remember the villains in there, like Joker and and fucking the Penguin and Catwoman. I don't know if you. I don't know if you know this, but when they cast Michael Keaton, this is a true story. When they cast Michael Keaton in the updated version of Batman. Adam West was mad that he wasn't chosen. <laughs> Dude, I'm not lying. Look this up. Because I remember talking about it with my brothers when it happened. He was like 60. And he was mad. That's amazing. That he wasn't cast. All right. Dirt balls. Let's hear from him. 310-359-8365. Oh, we forgot to talk about this. I wanted to bring this. There's a lot of stuff we didn't talk about. But I know you're running on empty. We're, we're, we're just going to push it to the next episode. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate all of you. <laughs> You're the real MVP, Joe. Okay. Oh, this will be good because we're talking about baseball. And we're talking about owners and teams. I want to hear your thoughts on this. Hey, guys. This is Las Vegas through Paul Matt. Um, lately, there's been a little bit of conversation surrounding uh, the city of Las Vegas and maybe um, Las Vegas getting a, a major league baseball team or maybe an NBA team. Um, this might be a little bit much considering the Golden Knights came like five years ago. The Raiders came just two or three years ago. So I've got two questions about that. One, um, 
would you guys support another major franchise coming to the city of Las Vegas, or would three in the span of, say, like five to seven years, is that just too many? And then uh, number two, if a franchise were to be awarded to Las Vegas, what um, team names do you think would be interesting? I, for one, have, have done a little bit of research, and um, I think outlaws like bandits could be interesting or something card-related like spades or jokers. Um, yeah, just curious to hear your guys' thoughts, and I uh, hope you guys have a good day. Stay dirty out there. Okay. I like this. I'm going to lead off with this. As a former Las Vegas resident myself, they had zero teams when I was there. And, and that was the big, the big talk when I was there from 2005 to 2007 was baseball or basketball. And surprisingly, they got neither of those. Yeah, hockey and football. Hockey and football. I think it's, this is what, this is what I want to pull up. This is what I think it's important to look at the greater metropolitan area as far as people. Right. Okay. So I think I think we gotta compare. So right now, according to Wikipedia, the greater this is again, this is the greater metropolitan largest cities in the country. Las Vegas is 29th at 2.292 million. And so so let's see who's around them and let's see how many pro teams they have. So I think it's important. Right in back of them at 30 is Cincinnati. They have two pro teams. Right back in Cincinnati, Kansas City, 31. They have two pro teams. Then Columbus, they have one pro team. Then Indianapolis, they have two. Then, then the Cleveland where's, area. Where is Indian, Indianapolis is where? 33rd largest. Okay. And they have two. Right in front of Las Vegas, again, Vegas is 29th. 28th is Austin. They have zero. 27 is Pittsburgh. They have three pro teams. In front of that is Portland. I'm sorry, Sacramento, then Portland, then San Antonio. My, my, my point would be this. All those cities around the same in the like 25 to 35 biggest mostly have two if they have any pro sports teams. A third's a lot, but Vegas is growing more than a well, lot of cities. Well, yeah, I think, I think Vegas is – one, Vegas is growing. Two, it's such a tourist destination. Like – Way more so than those cities that are in the same realm. So sure. I, I wonder how big Vegas, like you know, bulges to on any given weekend. So, and here is my thought process with that. First of all, to me, from a tourism standpoint, and from like a high roller standpoint, and from all that, it's like give them a fucking basketball team. Oh, without a doubt. But the flip side of that is baseball is now being held hostage by people claiming poor Vegas is a rich city. So also you could fucking Vegas could be the destination. We're going to take your team and move you to Vegas. We're going to take your team and move you to Portland. We're going to take you to, I like Vegas as the scary. We're going to take your baseball team. Well, that's, that's already what Oakland's doing, right? They're doing the Vegas threat, right? So I like that, but I think basketball works there from a tourism standpoint from a high roller standpoint, from a luxury suite standpoint, from all that, from the you, court the side hi, situation. The history of UNLV. Yeah. So I'd be okay with, be, even at their size, them getting a third team if it were a basketball team. Also, baseball stadiums are so much bigger. I would go, I would go basketball, but I like the use of Vegas as a baseball threat. 
but I would go basketball. I like the outlaws. I like that's a good name. I like the jokers. I, yeah. I was going to even going to say, you know, I like it when teams go with the non plural, like I like it when it's the Utah jazz or the Orlando magic. How about like the Las Vegas jackpot? Mm, I feel that one, man. Okay. Not a lot. The jackpot. Well, I think Terry Collins would disagree. So you're asking the jackpot now. I will say, as someone who attended a minor league, only one baseball game, you got to have a dome because I feel like I almost died of heat exhaustion when I oh, saw. Yeah. Abs- absolutely. Because they're, tri- the they're triple A teams outside. That's the other thing with baseball. I mean, it would, it could, it would have to be at least retractable. I mean, I saw a 51s game. They're the Las Vegas 51s. They used to be a Dodgers affiliate. I don't know if they still are. They were a Mets affiliate for a minute, too. Yeah. Fucking hot as shit. Dollar beer night, though. I don't remember much. Because I got blacked out and probably. What about that? The Las Vegas blackout. Ooh, I kind of like that. Wouldn't I don't know how the Las Vegas tourism board would feel, but whatever happens at blackout games stays at blackout games. They don't really do that anymore. Right. It's a shame. When was the last time you went to Vegas? I drove through Vegas uh, on the way to Colorado and back. Drove through. Last time I was in Vegas. I feel like I'm forgetting one. But it might have been a couple of years ago when I went down for the Tom York show with my brother a couple of Christmases ago. But I might be forgetting one visit since then. You ready to hear from our 315 crew? Yes. 315. They're so drunk on this call. I love it. Are the, is the whole gang together for fucking? I don't know. They're at a strip some, club. Some, too. Somebody's birthday. It was somebody's birthday recently. They're at a strip club. They're just drunk out of their mind. <laughs> some of my favorite people in the whole world. So this is upstate New York crew, right? Yeah. Okay. Let's see if we can decipher this call. Yo, what's up? It's the guy calling live. From the 315 in the strip club, I'm just wondering, what's the difference between Jay Cutler and Baker Mayfield? If you're starting a franchise tomorrow, who are you drafting? Jay or Baker? And I got my boy spin that record. Yo, spin. Yo, go Bills. Josh Allen's got a big motherfucker, dude. He's got the big <laughs> fucking horse cock. They call him horse cock Allen. Stay dirty, boys. Uh, 1930s drunk. 1930s cartoon drunk at the end. He gave us the did hiccup. He, did, he, did he get a hiccup? Yeah, he got that I missed hiccup. The hiccup. Yeah. 1930s. He's the mouse in fucking Dumbo. Yeah. Comes out of the fucking barrel of ale. <laughs> but wait, I like the question though. Yeah. Jay Cutler or Baker Mayfield? Well, you know, it's so funny because they have similar sort of um, like success levels. But for wildly different reasons, like like Jay Baker Mayfield and Jay Cutler's body is probably an all pro quarterback. 
Jay Cutler and Baker Mayfield's body works at a gas station. <laughs> yeah. So for that reason, I'm going, I'm, I'll take hustle and heart over don't care every day of the week. I'll take Baker over Jay. I think I'm going to have to agree with you. I think I'm going to have to take Baker over Jay. Because you got one guy who actually cares. He yeah, one guy who openly don't care. Yeah. I mean, Baker Mayfield did play all last season injured. Jay Cutler yeah. sat, had a slight injury in the NFC Championship game and just stood in the sideline like. Well, like Caleb Haney or somebody went out there. Yeah. Deep pull. I don't know if it was him, but I feel I like don't it think was it him. was him. That's a that's a nice pull though. The Kyle Orton, the Caleb Haney. I think it was Caleb Haney. Let's let's see. It was it was the twenty. Come on, Caleb Haney. Haney, a twenty eleven NFC Championship game. Daddy needs a new Las Vegas jackpot T-shirt. It was ten nothing. The game was it? No, am I looking at the right score? Was it twenty eleven or twenty ten? Hold on. We're gonna we're gonna find this. I think it was ten nothing. You know, can I get the right fucking? Why why is this so hard to just find? Just put in just put in J color NFC Championship game. No, it's twenty one fourteen. I was wrong. Oh my god, you are correct, sir. That's a nice pull, Joe Brano. Deep pull. Caleb Haney, 13 of 20, 153 yards, one touch, two interceptions. Deep. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers played terrible too. That's when you go into uh that's when you go into the giant igloo, like the casket igloo that you got outside by your barbecue, and you think everybody's drank all the beers, and all there's left is like waters and lacroix. And then you just put your hand, you're just up to your armpit and ice. You're about to lose feeling sensation. And you come out with a Miller light and you're like, ha, got him. <laughs> Caleb Haney up in the house. Rogers did had a terrible game. Zero touchdowns, two interceptions. But Greg Jennings put the team. Greg <laughs> Jennings. Put his team in the back, though. Eight catches, 130 yards. Oh no! Fucking broken leg. <laughs> Fuck you, gummy. He goes. He just dives in. The head. Fuck you, Cutler. Bro, Caleb Haney played three seasons in the NFL. You gotta see his picture, man. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Caleb Haney career stats: six hundred and seventy-nine yards, three touchdowns, and ten interceptions. <laughs> Dear God. If you guess where he went to school, I will lose my mind. I'll be spinning SpongeBob meme. If you can guess where he went to college, where do you think? I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to like find it. Uh, no way you get this. He falling asleep on me. Western Illinois. That's a good guess. Colorado State, like that. You're, you were you were in that wheelhouse of like random. Yeah, I went like, oh, maybe he was like a local kid that they were like, we liked it. 
Illinois kid. Do you have time for one more call or do you want to take yeah, a nap? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Nap. Right. I'm about to go just food. I'm going I'm going to sleep, sleep, dude. Yeah. What time is it? It's 10. It's almost 10:30. Okay, so we had a call last episode about all those calories. I feel like now it's going to be one of those things where dirtballs call in to share their calories. This is Kyle Aronofsky going ham on the Oreos. Going on, boys. Konarnowski calling back once again from beautiful Tom's over New Jersey, home of the 1998 Little League World Series champions. Uh, just heard the call about the guy who had uh, 5,000 calories in a, in a sitting, and I started doing some math on some of mine. Um, on many occasions, almost commonly, I will eat a uh, large, you know, large pie uh, pizza for those who don't live in the tri-state area and call it a pie. Uh, I just googled it around 2,200 calories. I've done that. With toppings, so that probably brings it closer to 2,500, 3,000. Um, something else that I do, uh, well, I don't really do it anymore because I'm starting to watch my uh, watch my figure a bit, cut out the alcohol, uh, the, the Miller Lite, and, and you know the crappy food. But I would eat an entire box of the family size um, double stuff Oreos, and I checked; those are 140 calories for two, which is the serving size. And I would eat the whole box. So uh, that math is like over 2,000 as well, I think. Uh, not a math guy. 2,100 calories, I think. So that was pretty uh, That was pretty tremendous. Um, and the way to eat Oreos fast, it's where you can do that without even blinking, is you eat them out of a cereal bowl with uh, the milk in the bowl with a spoon. And if you like them soggy and you don't want to wait, you crack the one side of the Oreo. Uh, so the milk just absorbs right into there, and you eat like four or five at a time. You can do 2,000 calories in like less than 10 minutes. Bro. You want a day's worth that quick. That's the way to do it. That's it. Condoms are for normal Oreos. There's always double stuff. Can you imagine putting an entire box of Oreos into a bowl and mixing it with milk? No, no, I can't. It's like, it's like you remember Cookie? What was it? Cookie Crunch? Cookie? Captain Crunch. No, there's the cookie. Remember the one that looked like little cookies? Yeah. Like doing that with like actual chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> cookie crisp. That's what it was. Cookie crisp. Dude, dude. okay. You know why else the 80s were wild? They didn't give a fuck about what you put in your cereal. No, no, like, dude. And they just, and the best part about it is like, as long as they came up with a wild fucking mascot, they were just like, they're Man, like diabetes. They're like, it's Twizzy, <laughs> Twizzy the cat. And you're like, what's Twizzy the cat? It's like he's on the box. That's just Twizzlers cut into small pieces that you serve yourself in milk. And you're like, Twizzlers aren't cereal. You're like, these aren't Twizzlers. These are Twizzies. <laughs> Dude, the With 80s, Twizzy the cat. I'm telling you, man, the 80s were wild. And the cat's like, now, now candy can be cereal. And you're like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? You know what? My mom. Welcome never- to Count Chocula, where an entire yeah. chocolate bar becomes cereal. I mean, <laughs> like, it's what okay, I mean, I'm saying. All that shit. Tricks? Yeah. You know unhealthy tricks is? Oh, that's a fun rabbit. Oh, just eat all this sugar, motherfuckers, and send them to school. And, the, you know, the funny part is I used to get mad at my mom. She didn't allow that shit. And I go over to friends and I'd be like, dude, you have tricks. My mom doesn't allow my mom always says too much sugar in the morning. 
We've definitely done this before, but if you had a one cereal for the rest of your life, what would you eat? Captain Crunch is up there. I think I'm going life. Oh, so for the good. rest of my life? Yeah. I'm going life cereal. But Honey Nut Cheerios. Also strong. Maybe they were like, we're going to add 90 grams of sugar to Cheerios. But there's a bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> How come the I'm bubble saying. be? How come the bubble be only has one foot? Shh, don't talk about it. <laughs> I love how so many people don't get that joke because <laughs> he got that sugar foot, fam. It's lit, son. <laughs> By the way, I love that Kyle Aronofsky's like, oh, you know, I haven't been doing it lately because I've been watching my weight. Also, tune in tomorrow while I'll be eating three pork rolls and reviewing them on my Instagram. He's like, I'm watching my weight, but I'm going to order a giant extra large dominator from Domino's. <laughs> Is that still a thing? Remember the dominators? Dude, we live in such a gross country. It's so fucking amazing. Uh, and for the record, everybody always thinks I'm high at night. Guys, I'm not high. I just, I don't know. I, mean, I just look high. Dirtballs always think I'm high when we do shows at night. I'm not high. I'm just an old man. I need to go to sleep. That's our show. That's why. Uh, yeah. 310-359-8365. That's our hotline. We're on social at The Dirty Sports. If you want to see Joe live, you should probably go to his website. It's JoeBrown.com forward slash shows. I got uh, two stand spots so far, the 25th and the 29th. That Monday, I believe it's Monday, the 25th is... Uh, a, a frantic show, which is always a great show. And I'm sure I'll be adding more. So stay on my social media at Joe Prano on all social media, except for, in, except for Twitter, where I'm fix your life and go to my website for shows. Or I guess if you're one of those people, just DM me and ask. Yeah. Make it happen. You better be fucking following me. If you're going to DM me and ask. That's another favorite. Oh, I wasn't following you. I had no clue, but no clue. I wasn't following you. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back on Monday. Have a lovely weekend. And as always, stay dirty.